Welcome to today's Community Cast. My name is Matt Morgan. I'm the pastor at Community Brookside, a new church plant in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are so blessed by your presence, and we hope that today's content will bring you joy. So as many of you know, we are working on uh, finalizing our uh, sermon series about the United Methodist vows of membership. So today is our very last week uh, when we talk about our, our vows individually. Can anybody name all of the vows of United Methodism? How do you vow to support the church with your service is one, prayers, presents, gifts, prayers, presents, gifts, service, and today we're talking about witness, right? So what does it mean to be a witness? Anybody know? Anybody got any thoughts on that? What? What does it mean to be a witness? Yeah, so somebody that saw something, but I think there's a little bit more to it. That's a really good start. What does it mean to be a witness? What do you think of when you think of witness? An example? What, Levi? A jury. Like, so a lot of us, I think, when we talk about the word witness, we think about what it looks like in the courtroom, right? Usually, what do witnesses do? They, they talk about what they've seen. Did you have something you needed to add to that? I saw your hand up. They explain the scenes of the crime from their perspective. So they give a perspective or they, they express what they've seen from, uh, from their perspective. So that's very good. So I, I want to read to you today what the dictionary says about what a witness is and does. So uh, it says, definition one, it's an attestation of fact or an event. It's a testimony. We've heard that word, right? Testimony. Uh, the second definition says one that gives evidence, specifically one who testifies in a cause or before a judicial tribunal. So somebody who shows up in court to give a testimony, to talk about what they've seen. Uh, The third one says, one asked to be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to its having taken place. You're called to be a witness so that you can verify something actually took took place. Uh, And then four, a witness is one who has personal knowledge of something else. So in the United Methodist Church, we have uh, what's called the Discipleship Ministries, and they have a website that's connected to our um, Methodist Church website, and they talk about what it means to be a witness. They say, and this is a quote from the United Methodist Church Discipleship Ministries website, it says, the dictionary defines witness as having personal knowledge of something and giving testimony to it. Thus, one is an observer of an event and then is able to tell others what they've seen or heard. Have you ever been a witness to a crime? You've, you've been a witness to a crime? Maybe you've been a witness and you, you've seen like a car wreck happen or a hit and go or like somebody opens their door into another person's car and you've been like the person who writes down their tag. Like I, I think a lot of us have had instances where we have been witnesses to something that we've seen So as a witness, what is your job? What? To tell the truth. truth. That's valid, right? In order for us to be a witness, we have to be willing to tell the truth exactly as we remember it, exactly as we know it to be. So you're to give an accurate representation of something that you've seen or heard, 
So how does that relate to our faith, right? How do we as Christians be good witnesses to what we've seen and the message of Jesus, what we've heard? Sometimes we don't do the best job, do we? Well, we know that witnesses are vital when it comes to understanding something that has happened. Often Christian people don't do a very good job of witnessing to God's story. Think about it. When was the last time you talked to somebody about Jesus? When was the last time you spoke to somebody about your faith or your church or the last scripture you read? When was the last time you invited somebody to come and experience church with you or invited them to come to dinner with you to talk about your faith? All of these things are examples of witnessing to your Christian faith. But if you guys are anything like me, sometimes being a good witness is hard. I want to read to you a statistic from uh, the George Barna Seminar. You might recognize the word Barna. They do a lot of surveys. A lot of times their surveys involve faith. So here's what it says. This was a survey done in 1998. So it's a little bit old, but this was, uh, I think, probably even more important for us today than it was then. It says over 100 million adults attend church weekly, most for 10 plus years. 49% of these Christians aren't even believers. The average Christian in America today will die without ever having shared his or her faith in Christ with another person. There was a United Methodist bishop that talked a few years ago in an address that he gave to his charge conference and then said, uh, basically, one person out of every thousand will share their faith with somebody one time before they die. I don't think that's a good representation of our faith to share it once before we die. But in the United Methodist Church, we believe that being a witness to Jesus is a powerful tool that helps us spread what the gospel is about. And here's what's crazy. So um, when it comes to the membership vows, prayers, presence, gifts, service, those four things were always a part of the membership vows since 1968. The word witness, anybody want to take a guess on when that was added to the United Methodist vows? So again, the other four, 1968, anybody? 2006, you're close, 2008. 2008, while our witness has been important throughout the entire history of our church, it was only in 2008 that we recognized it's probably pretty important that we add that to our membership vows. And I imagine there was an incredible thought process behind that too, right? So in the 1960s, when the United Methodist Church was flourishing, um, there were millions and millions of Methodists all over the world. Churches in America were filled with United Methodists. Um, actually, Trinity United Methodist Church, that is now bulldozed and gone, which sat adjacent to our property that we're on right now, at one point had 1,200 members. It is a lot. And as our witnessing grew less and less and we forgot the importance of telling people about Jesus, the United Methodist Church said, hey, you know what? We ought to correct that. And here's their mentality. And I'll read this again. This comes from the Discipleship Ministries. It says, adding witness to the familiar litany of vows a member keeps underscores its importance. 
Perhaps today, more than ever, we need to make manifest our witness to faith in Jesus Christ. Its inclusion in the vows gives impetus to this. The change was initiated by the Association of Annual Conference Lay Leaders. They gave this rationale for this change. It says, membership vows in the United Methodist Church do not include witness, an integral part of laity's role from earliest Methodism in members' participation in the church's life. Because congregations repeat these vows along with new members, a pledge to witness will remind members to be witnesses in the community. How sad is that we need a reminder to be witnesses in the community of our faith in Jesus? Every single statistic I've read talks about how Christianity in America is shrinking. Every year, right now, there are more people sitting at home outside of a church, not engaged to a congregation for the first time in American history than there are in church on Sunday mornings. There are more people not engaged in church for the first time in American history than there are engaged in church. That's a big deal. And I think a lot of that is because we don't do a very good job of being witnesses to the life-changing work of Jesus Christ. So because of this importance of our witness and what it, how it plays a role in our faith in the context of the world, this morning we're going to be talking about what it means to be good witnesses for our faith. But we have to start out talking about the fact that we have not been really, really great at representing the message of Jesus, right? When we talk about witnessing, one of the definitions that we talked about two seconds ago was to be a good witness means that a person has to give evidence for something. When we talk about supporting the mission of the church with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, it means that we have to give evidence of our faith to others. We have to show and tell people about what it is we believe about Jesus. We have to tell people about Jesus and the difference that he makes in our lives. We have to show the world that Jesus changes us. So again, when was the last time you told somebody about the difference Jesus made in your life? It's pretty clear that based on the statistics from the Barna survey, that in our world today, we have pretty much stopped being good witnesses to our faith. So I think that at least in part, it's because we've let our faith take a back seat to a lot of other things in our lives, right? I think we've let our faith take a back seat to fear. Maybe if I tell someone that I'm a Christian, they might think that I'm one of those crazy Christians that believe that handling snakes and drinking arsenic is normal. I don't want to be one of them. I don't want somebody to think that I'm that guy. So I'll just, I won't mention it. Maybe our witness takes a backseat to our own excuses. Well, if I talk about, I'll just talk about Jesus maybe next time we get together. If the subject comes up, right? I don't, I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Our excuses sometimes get in the way of us being examples and, and witnesses to our faith. Maybe our lack of witnessing is because we allow it to take a backseat to our own wants or desires. I don't want to waste this fun time that I have together with this group of friends. I, I don't want to, you know, spend that time talking about something so, you know, boring. Let's do something fun. Whatever it is that keeps us from telling and showing people about the importance of Jesus, it's beginning to cause a real problem in our world. 
If you look at the state of faith in America today, do you really see Jesus? Nearly every time we pull out the newspapers or we turn on the TV or we pull up our phones and check our news apps, we see examples of Christians around the world that are failing to witness to their faith pretty, pretty severely, right? There are stories of road rage, inappropriate relationships, abuse, anger, foul language, hate, discrimination, and much of this comes from the people who would identify themselves as Christians. And none of that looks like Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says this. Is it on the screen? Do we have computer? Computers shut down. Yay. Therefore, here's what it says, and you can follow along if you have a Bible. If not, you can uh, just hear the word of God. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, not fixing our eyes on a political leader, not fixing our eyes on a teacher, not fixing our eyes on a friend, but fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This scripture is supposed to remind us that we have to live the same life that Jesus did. We are supposed to set our eyes on Jesus. He's our example. We deal with a lot of the same issues that Jesus faced, don't we? Sometimes people just don't like us. People sometimes want to bring us down. People don't believe that we are who we say we are. They don't believe that we're authentically us. These are the same things that Jesus dealt with. I mean, let's be clear. Jesus dealt with a lot more than that. But we're expected to respond the same way to those things that Jesus did. Jesus set the example for us to witness to our faith to God by responding to those folks in a holy way. Jesus never said, you don't like me? Well, I hate you and you're going to hell, right? That was never his response. Sinners showed up at Jesus' feet and Jesus loved them. People who have made mistakes in their lives showed up at Jesus' feet and Jesus loved them. Children, widows, orphans, beggars, the sick, the dying showed up at Jesus' feet and Jesus healed every one of them. Jesus loved them where they were and we're called to do the same thing. Our faith in Jesus is supposed to allow us to live in such a way that the world sees us and they recognize us as followers of Christ. Have you ever been a terrible witness to your faith? I have. Yep. I was a pretty bad uh, young person. I, I say that. I was not a bad young person, but I wasn't the person that Jesus was calling me to be, okay? Uh, When I was growing up, I was in church almost every single time the doors opened. I was not just a member of my youth group, but I sang in worship every Wednesday night and Sunday night. I uh, read, you know, volunteered to read scripture when everybody asked. I, uh, you know, helped our our youth pastor come up with videos to illustrate his uh, ministry sermons that he would give for for us as students. Like, I was fully involved with my youth group, uh, went to Sunday school every week. My parents were Sunday school teachers, but even though I went to church, I didn't act like I went to church 99% of the time. There were some moments in church that I was even in church and would fight with people and use inappropriate language. 
because I was just cool, right? I used to fight with my brothers all the time. Who has siblings in here that you love? Did you ever fight with your siblings? Yeah, (laughs) that was a very emphatic yes. My brothers and I got into fistfights on a regular occasion. We would spout the worst language at one another because we knew it would hurt them, right? And that's not what Jesus called us to. I was, as a young person, pretty apt to act out in anger. When I was angry, I let you know because I was mean to you. I used a lot of foul language when I was young because I thought it was really cool and needed to impress my cool new school friends, right? I actually became a bully, and this is what's kind of embarrassing and shameful. I was at church camp, I believe it was in um, seventh grade, eighth grade, something like that. And there was a young man who was total nerd, like sweatpants pulled up to the middle of his chest. And I was the guy that was telling him he was a nerd at church camp. And he got fed up with, with me being a jerk. And we were sitting at the lunch table, and I, had, I don't know what the comment was, but I made some inappropriate comment to him. And he just punched me straight in the face. <laughs> and I deserved it. Because I was not being the person that Jesus called me to be. Even when I was in church, where I should be my most holy, right? If we can't be holy anywhere else, we can at least be holy in church. Even in church, my actions made me look nothing like Jesus. And here's what's crazy. I looked like everybody else. All my friends acted the same way that I did. There was nothing that set me apart from my friends. We all looked the same, and we all represented Jesus in the exact same way, and it was awful. My personal witness was terrible, but I didn't think it was that bad because everybody else was just like me. And I think that's the mentality that's governing our world today. Well, I'm no worse than whoever, right? And if we continue to think that we're not that bad, that we're not as bad as whoever, then the world continues to degrade. And our witness makes less and less sense. I don't want to fit in with the world. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35 says this. And this is Jesus talking. He says, let me give you a new command, love one another. In the same way that I love you, love one another. This is how everyone will recognize you as my disciples, when they see the love you have for each other. This is how people will recognize you. It's not by the fish on the back of your car. It's not by the cross necklace around your neck. It's not the tattoo of your favorite scripture on your forearm. Jesus says that they'll recognize that you believe in him by the way that you love people. Do people recognize that you're a faithful Christian by the way that you love people? There have repeatedly been times in my own life where I know I've set a terrible example. I've been an awful witness to my faith. And I think I'm a normal guy. I'm a normal Christian. If you guys are anything like me, there have been times when our lives, in all of our lives, where we recognize we've fallen short. Jesus expects us 
to be a light in the darkness. But too often we blend in. Too often we become the problem. Again, scripture says in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 13 through 16, it says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. And here's why. So that they may see your good deeds and give glory to God in heaven. They will glorify the Father in heaven. If people don't see us do good for one another, what good is calling ourselves followers of Jesus? How can we actually justify ourselves the name Christian, which means little Christ, or somebody who follows the example of Christ? How can we call ourselves that when we don't show the world Jesus' love? Jesus says that if we do good on earth, we show God's love to those who see us. And they, in return, will give glory to God. We have to start doing better at being witnesses to our faith so we can show the world that Christianity is actually different. It's better. It's hopeful. It brings joy. Our faith in Jesus is not supposed to bring fear. Our faith is supposed to bring community, not condemnation. Jesus set for us the perfect example, and we've got to read that example. We've got to recognize that example, and we have to begin to live that example out in our own lives. We've got to be better witnesses to the truth of Jesus. And so here's where it gets, here's where we throw it back at, at, at us, right? Here's where each of us get to make a decision. So every single day, we've got the ability to wake up and say, you know what? Today's going to be a great day. It'll be just like it was yesterday. Or we can say, today is going to be different. And today, you can look yourself in the mirror and you can say, today is going to be different because I'm going to choose to be better today than I was yesterday. I want to know more about Jesus. I want to hear his example. I want to see what Jesus did. And I want to do that more in my life. Guys, this is an everyday decision that we have to make. I want us to be better at following Jesus today than we were yesterday. And guess what? Tomorrow, I want us to build on that foundation so that we can be more like him every single day. The United Methodist Church asks us to support the mission and the ministry of our church through our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and our witness. So today, I pray that, that you guys will all join in this move to making a deeper commitment to be a better witness to the life-changing power of Jesus than we've ever been before. Let us be the ones that begin to show our community around our neighborhoods, around our schools, around our places of, of employment. Let us be the ones who are showing the world who Jesus is through the way that we love each other. Not just us, not the way we just love each other here in this room or love our folks who are joining us online. I want us to be people who love our enemies. And that's the hardest thing that any of us can do. To love the people that hate us and want to see us hurt. 
Let us show the entire world that we are Christians by our love. Because they will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know. Okay, nobody joined in. All right. Let us joyfully serve our Lord Jesus. And by doing so, by serving him joyfully and loyally, let us be witnesses to the love that he has for us, to the world around us. The church asks us to be good witnesses for Jesus. So let us this day make a decision to do just that. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Community Cast. We hope that you were blessed by today's conversation. If you'd like to know more about Community Brookside, please feel free to visit us at our website, communitybrookside.com, or find us on your favorite social media outlet. We hope to hear from you soon. Be blessed.